Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we continue to ask for your intervention in the Delta variant of COVID. We pray the blood of Jesus over osteoporosis. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks for joining me in part two of Abundant Grace. I left off with the benefits of grace, that we are under grace, that we stand in grace, that we abound in grace, and that we are strong in grace. Now Peter asks us to grow in grace in 2 Peter 3 and 18. It says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. My friends, this verse is encouraging to grow in two separate but important areas of our spiritual lives. We are to grow in the abundant grace that has been given to us. Now the grace doesn't grow. It is sufficient. It's deep. It's everlasting. It's ever-present. But you have to grow. I believe that one of the biggest problems in the church today is stagnation. God has not called us to sit still until he sends Jesus back. He has called us to grow. If you had a child and you fed that child and nothing seems wrong with that child, yet that child stops growing, a prudent parent would be concerned for that child and take them to the doctor to find out why they are not growing. My friends, when we are not growing in grace, the God doctor has already prescribed a cure. It's the B part of 2 Peter 3 and 18. The cure is the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our knowledge of Jesus, getting to know him, comes from establishing a personal relationship with Jesus. He already knows all about you because he made you. As Christians, it's our job to get close to him and ultimately to be like him. As we become more like him, we grow. Believers are to impart grace to others, as taught in Ephesians 4 and 29. It reads, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. My Christian companions, we are to show grace to others, even when they don't deserve it, just as God has shown grace to us. It is so easy for God to extend grace to us, we are to use his example to engage with others. We can use kind and gentle words. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. I remember when I bought my first house, the previous owners had divorced and the ex-wife had not signed the mortgage papers. The husband called her, put her on speakerphone from the closing table, and asked her why she hadn't signed the papers. The ex-wife said, Aren't you going to ask me how I'm doing? The husband said, I don't care how you're doing. I just want you to sign the papers. The ex-wife proceeded to delay the closing up to the deadline just because the ex-husband didn't use kind words. We should look for opportunities to show grace to others, such as send an encouraging text, which happens to be my favorite, hold the door open, smile at people, say please and thank you, and speak to people. My friends, we don't have to retaliate when someone is rude. 
we can show grace by keeping a calm spirit. Proverbs 23 says, A fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. Folks, you can transmit grace just by being there. A person will know that you love them when you are in their presence. My Christian friends, here are two ways to communicate grace. First, be willing to forgive when someone asks you. Jesus teaches in Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Friends, at the same time we must learn to ask for forgiveness, we should apologize when we make a mistake or have wronged someone. We must watch the way we speak to others. Americans have interpreted the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech, as a free pass to say whatever you want, any way you want. A Christian should show gratitude and let people know how much you appreciate them. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 teaches, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. My Christian companions, we should take an interest in others. Learn from other people, ask them questions, listen to what they have to say, and truly care about them. Philippians 2 and 3 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Folks, we can pass on grace, starting in your home. Compliment your husband or your wife. Do it sincerely, not just so you can get you some. Encourage your children and your grandchildren. Every time my granddaughters get their hair fixed, I tell them how pretty they are. Now, they've turned into hair models for my entertainment. When the Jerusalem Council demanded that the Gentiles be circumcised, Peter's answer is found in Acts 15 and 11. Peter proclaims, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. My friends, no ritual saves, nor sun god, nor moon god saves, no rock or any graven image and no foreskin removed can save. Only the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ saves. My companions, it is the grace of God that calls us to be Christians. Without the calling, we are destined to remain in our sinful state. In Galatians 1 and 15, Paul says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, he called me through his grace. Folks, everyone will not be pleased with the newly called man or woman of God. They will try to get you to remember the days before God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. They will tempt you into reverting back to your former self. But God's grace has the final say, covering your past sins, your current sins, and your future sins. God's grace is the source of faith in our lives. When you commit to serving the Lord, he will equip you to serve. Sometimes it's on-the-job training while sometimes it's a lifelong training to prepare for the task at hand. Apollos is credited with watering what Paul had planted. Paul founded many churches, but it was Apollos who came behind him teaching what he knew. And what he knew was the teaching of John the Baptist. Apollos was limited, yet preached with passion. So after he received further instruction from Aquila and Priscilla, Apollos was able to help those who had believed through grace. It's mentioned in Acts 18 and 27. Folks, I continue to take classes, attend seminars, and continue my goal of being a lifelong learner. 
what I learn, by the grace of God, I pass on to you. Now, after you check the scriptures to make sure I'm telling you the truth, pass it on when it comes time to correct error. My fellow workers for Christ, it is God's grace that justifies us or declares us not guilty in the eyes of a holy God, as taught in Romans 3.24. It reads, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. My friends, we are justified for free. In other words, you can't work for it and you can't pay for it. Our declaration of not guilty has already been paid in full with the blood of Jesus. The payment for freedom of sin, our redemption, has also been paid in full with the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 1 and 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Folks, the riches of his grace is the abundance of his grace. He has enough for the whole world. Yet, not everyone will accept his grace. Not everyone will accept that Jesus has already paid the sin penalty. Everyone will not be saved. I don't know who will or will not accept Jesus, but God knows. If you have not accepted him, now is the time. Your sin debt is paid. Tell him thank you by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I accept your gift that declares me not guilty in the sight of God. Thank you for what you did on the cross. In the name of the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, as well as your praise reports, to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. We'd love to hear from you, so write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.